On today's Murder, She Wrote podcast, soap operas can be murder, especially if you're the head writer. Hello and welcome to the Murder, She Wrote podcast, where we watch every single episode of the hit 80s slash 90s show. Murder, She Wrote, starring three-time Academy Award nominee and five-time Tony Award winner, Miss Angela Lansbury. Today I'm going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 3, Murder in the Afternoon, air date October 13th, 1985. As always, if you're new to the Murder, She Wrote podcast, that's spell everything there is as well. About the episode, the murder, the suspects, everything in between. Can't do a murder short podcast without doing that. So if you've not recently seen this episode because I recently got friendly TV and I know that Hallmark Channel Mysteries and Movies has started showing murder she wrote at the very beginning. So you probably haven't recently seen this episode. Um, You can watch it if you have the DVDs like I do. Get out your season two to set. Insert disc one to your DVD player. This is the third episode on that disc. If you do not own the DVDs and you do not have Hallmark Channel, have no fear. You can watch Murder, She Wrote for free of one of three ways. All 12 seasons are currently available to stream on NBC's Peacock app with limited commercial interruption as well as all 12 seasons are currently available also streaming on the Roku channel as well as the four... TV movies that ended the series when it ended in 1996. Seasons 1 through 5 are available on Free Wii, um, which was formerly IMDb TV. I do not know why they decided to change the name. It makes no sense to me, but it's still available on there. Hello, I'm your host, DJ Craig. Well, it says Donald Craig II, but I like to be called DJ. Um, and this is a very interesting episode of the Murder, She Wrote podcast, as it is set in the world of soap operas. I myself have, uh, grew up with soap operas throughout my lifetime in the 1990s, because I was born in 1999. I was not born when this episode aired. Um, soap operas were very popular in the 1980s and the 90s, and I grew up watching All My Children, Another World, Passions, and later Poor Charles. It was a very important time in my house when All My Children was on. We had to be quiet because Grandma had to find out what Erica Kane was doing. And honestly, I'm going to say like um, a big controversial opinion, and I'm giving you sort of like a, like a picture of what life was like during this time. Not only were daytime soap operas popular, and the biggest soap opera event around this time when this episode aired was the wedding of Luke and Laura. Oh yeah. Which Luke and Laura was so popular that it literally attracted the likes of Elizabeth Taylor to be at the wedding and curse them. And Laura is still on General Hospital to this day, but Luke is not. Not only were there daytime soap operas that were popular, we got we had primetime soap operas. 
like the original Dynasty, the original Dallas, um, Knott's Landing, Falconcrest Hotel, um, so many fantastic little shows that that were on at this time that was taking television by storm. And honestly, you cannot hold a candle to how good some of them were. Not all of them were good. Like, Dynasty was kind of like, eh, you know. But, uh, All My Children was fantastic. Another World. Um, Passions was a little weird at times. Poor Charles started out good and then took a weird turn with vampires. Um, but I'm going to say a controversial opinion that a lot of people are not going to agree with because it's true and people do not like to confront the truth. Soap operas are not as good as they were back then. Honestly, in my opinion, like ever since As the World Turns, Guiding Life, All My Children, One Life to Live was canceled, it's like soap operas have lost their appeal, at least to me as a viewer. Um, ever since All My Children was canceled in 2011, I have tried to watch Days of Our Lives, and it was good, I want to say, from 2012 to about 2016 or 2017, and now it's like an almost unrecognizable General Hospital. Um, I tried to get into that because so many people from All My Children were on it, could not get into it. Um, tried to watch The Bold and the Beautiful, got tired of the whole Will Brooke cheating on Ridge and hurting her sister all over again situation. And I tried to watch Young and the Restless, but Victor in his powerful ways just got annoying after a while. So it's like none of the, none of the soap operas appeal to me now. Um, and, and it's really sad. And I know that a lot of people still like them, and that's good for you, you know? And you would think that since this episode, you know, set in the world of soap operas, would actually have some soap opera actors in them. And unfortunately, as far as I know, I've not seen any of these actors in soap operas. But it's nice to see Mackenzie Phillips from the original One Day at a Time. Um, we have... Uh, we have... William uh, Adderton, I, I can't say his last name, but honestly, he has played some jackass characters in the 80s. This is the guy that played the reporter that basically exposes um, the, the, uh, Bruce Willis's character in Die Hard and also exposes his wife and puts her in danger. And she punches him. Um, and also, he played the annoying environmentalist dude in back on Ghostbusters. In Ghostbusters. And he was in that iconic scene, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. And then the mayor goes, is that true? And Bill Murray goes, yes, it's true. This man has no dick. <laughs> I mean, imagine being known for those characters. Like, I, I hope that he's nice in real life because he's always playing characters that you want to punch. But he's in this. And I'll let you know by the end if he plays a character that you want to punch. Um, 
And we have Jessica Walker, you know, from Play Misty for me with uh, Clint Eastwood playing the stalker. Um, and she was also in Arrested Development. Um, and she was also in the spinoff of 90210, 90210, Beverly Hills 90210, but it was actually just 90210. So it's a very interesting episode. And also this is features yet another one of Jessica's nieces. And I'm sure there's somebody out there that literally has mapped every relative that Jessica supposedly has. But according to the trivia on IMDb, it doesn't reveal exactly who on what side this girl is supposed to be Jessica's niece. But let's dive into this crazy episode of soap operas because I love soap operas. I mean, it is amazing to me, like growing up with something like, like all my children, how Erica Kane, like literally plunged a letter opener into Dimitri Merrick's heart and literally throughout the time I remember watching it, they became the super couple and like got married again and everything. And I'm like, but she tried to kill you, dude. Why would you do that? Like, I don't like, I don't get it. You know, it's like amazing. There's just no logic in soap operas. There's seriously no logic, but I miss, I miss all my children. And I can honestly say, that I don't think they're going to ever bring it back. Um, it would be cool if they did, but honestly, it doesn't look like it's in the cards. And I hope that doesn't break any, like make anyone mad, you know, but it's my opinion of being a fan of those soaps. And when I say that I don't believe that the soaps are as good as they used to be, it is coming from the point of view of a fan who literally grew up watching soap operas my whole life. I mean, that was how one of the reasons of how I knew I was gay because, oh my God, the hot dudes on soap operas, I was ready to see them be shirtless. I mean, and wished I could look like them. Fortunately, I don't. But I loved soap operas. And I will catch like old episodes on like some of the, that somebody posted on YouTube of various soap operas, even the ones that are currently on right now. And I am sucked in. Because back then they were so good and they felt inviting and everything. But anyway, let's get into Murder, She Wrote. Because this is not a soap opera podcast. This is the Murder, She Wrote podcast. So, we start out with a little sultry scene. Um, it is a husband and wife. He's working away at his desk and... She basically says, I want to go to bed now. And uh, he goes, well, let me finish this. Let me finish this little page. And she goes, no, you can't. So they begin kissing. And eventually she decides to let him go. And then this, this, <laughs> this person comes in that looks like the Invisible Man. I kid you not. That's what it put me in mind of. Like, literally has, like, uh, like, bandages all over the person's face and has glasses on and everything trench coat and hat comes in and he goes who are you i've never done anything to you and the person says nothing and just shoots him and he falls down and he grabs his arm suddenly the director yells cut this is the fictional soap opera our secret lives <laughs> 
And people are not happy with the actor because he was supposed to be shot in the heart, not in the shoulder. Okay, it's IMDb is called Free V. Free V. F R E E V E. And this is, um, the director is Gordon LaMonico, and the Avenger is Nina, that's the killer, so either this is Todd or Herbert. I have been trying to do this one, and it's, like, hard to remember who is who, because they look so similar. But, uh, Joyce, the head writer, Joyce Holleran, um, comes onto the set and demands to know, you know, like, what in the world is going on? You messed that up you're supposed to die apparently she's the new head writer of the soap opera and she is slowly but surely killing people off and she begins arguing with todd and um julian who is the veteran on the show played played by lloyd nolan who unfortunately died before the episode aired this was his last appearance, um, comes up and basically tells them to stop arguing and is sort of like the peacemaker on the show. He's kind of like the Joe Martin of the show. That's like my only reference point. Or for other people, like he's the victor of the fictional soap opera show. Like he's been there for years and years and he plays like a doctor or something. So Joyce immediately goes, um into she decides i guess to keep todd on the show since he messed up the take and i guess they can't refilm it um she goes into carol needleman's or needome's office she is the co-head head writer and she basically uh edits everything Joyce basically says that it didn't go as planned and she has to rewrite everything, but to keep everything else except for the hospital scene. Um, Nina ends up following her and Joyce has misplaced her keys, but finds them on top of her desk. And she basically says, oh, please, you know, I don't want to be the Avenger. I want to be on this show. I want to act. And if you make me the killer, I can't do anything. Like, my career is pretty much over. And she says, well, you'll be on the show for as long as I want because I don't know who the Avenger is going to be yet. So Nina is basically shafted. Jessica is visiting Agnes, um, which is uh, Nina's grandmother. And Nina is Jessica's niece, but we don't know if by marriage or by blood. And Agnes is not happy with her granddaughter playing the Avenger, and she wants her to be in front of the camera. She's only had a few scenes, apparently, and 
And Jessica hasn't watched Our Secret Lives in a long time, so she has no idea what's going on. So Agnes is trying to catch her up, and Nina comes in and says, I wish I could kill her. Yeah, what a great opening line. What a great entrance line, Nina later says. But she doesn't really want to kill her. She just doesn't want to be the Avenger. The next day, Jessica visits Nina on the set. She gets introduced to Bambi Hartman. I'm not even kidding. Uh, Another um, actor, Martin. And... Todd and and Herbert and then Larry Holleran which is Joyce's husband so she so she gets introduced to all these people and then Julian is the last one she gets introduced to like a lot of people instantly get upset when it's revealed that Jessica's a writer they think oh no they're bringing another stupid writer on the show But then Jessica says, I write mystery novels, not television. And they relax around her and they're like, oh, it's so great. We love Nina. She's so good. If only she could get out that stupid Avengers costume. People have a little trouble. And it's fairly obvious that Bambi, which is her name, which uh, is so weird, is, is having an affair with Joyce's husband. Meanwhile, um, Martin, another actor on the show, um, who's shirtless, um, apparently messed up, like, a bedroom scene, and Joyce says, I hope that you were saving yourself for the actual, for the actual scene, and he says, could you give me something to do other than being in the bedroom? I bet you a lot of soap opera actors, especially hot ones like him, have the have the exact same problem but i'm not speaking from experience so i don't know so don't quote me and she says you will do whatever i want you to do and he says well i want off this show and she won't let him off so he goes to talk to carol and carol says if it was up to me i would get you off of the show but it's not So later that night, um, Larry is drinking heavily and Joyce is typing up a script. He wants to hang out with her and wants them to do some stuff together, but she's busy writing a script. And he says, fine, I'll go to the Club Med or some club. And she says, I will call you, so you better be there. And he says, oh, don't worry, I will. And he leaves. Well, suddenly someone comes into the room, dressed in the Avengers costume, and shoots her. And Joyce Holleran is now dead. Jessica, the next day, is decided to check out of her hotel and go home. She has visited her niece, and now she must leave. But a detective, Lieutenant, knocks on her door. Lieutenant Antonelli 
knocks on her door. Well, actually, it's not him. We meet him later. Uh, um, Officer Keplin knocks on her door and asks if she knows where Nina is. He explains that Joyce Holleran is dead and that they saw someone wearing Nina's costume flee the apartment. So they assume that Nina is the killer and the prime suspect. Mrs. Ledger goes down to the police station and she then gets introduced to Lieutenant Antonelli, who basically is one of those arrogant detectives that doesn't want to listen to reason that we're so used to on Murder, She Wrote, where Jessica's like, my niece is not the type of person who would kill someone. And he's like, yeah, so is a lot of people. But, you know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. And I got witnesses that saw your niece there. And she goes, well, the Avengers costume was at the studio. Anyone could have put it on and and killed her. And there was a lot of people that don't seem to like her. Well, now that Joyce is dead, Carol has become the head writer. And her and Mr. LaMonica... Um, and Mr. LaMonica is played by Terry Kessler, who has played so many, like, has also played so many characters you want to, like, hurt. Like, he was in Friday the 13th, The New Blood, and literally, like, like to save himself, sacrifices the mom. I know there are a lot of Friday the 13th fans out there that know what I'm talking about. But, like, oh my god. I mean, it was amazing. But he's really good in this, and he's he's also played like annoying characters on the. I think he was on the Golden Girls. He's just played a lot of annoying characters on television, but he's good at it. You know, stick with what you know. But anyway, they're now now running the show like they want to run it. Um, they allow. I don't think it's Gordon because it's so hard to tell these actors apart. But I think um, it's Todd. Um, who wants to get off the show to pursue a sitcom pilot. Well, they let him off the show by killing him, but then he says, oh, well, that fell through. Can I come back? And so they have to rewrite it to where he didn't die. This was done so many times I've, I've heard in soap operas because I read soap opera digest a lot when I was growing up. And this would happen to a lot of actors. They'd be like, oh my god, you're going to be on this new little show. And so, like, try to get away from the soap opera and try to do this. And so it would take a lot of convincing, a lot of negotiations for them to be able to leave the soap opera to go pursue the other project, and the other project would fall, fall, fall through. So then they would want to go back. It happens even now, I'm sure. So they have to figure out how to get him back on the show. Jessica starts interviewing everyone and Carol seems to be the obvious suspect because by Joyce dying, she ends up getting a new fancy office and a new job title and a big, huge raise. But she basically tells Jessica that she did not kill her and she didn't want to kill her at all and that they were really good friends. 
Well, Nina eventually calls Jessica um, while she's visiting Agnes, and Agnes is like, she wouldn't do this. Not Nina. She wouldn't kill anyone. So the detective bugs bug the phone and is able to pick up Nina before Jessica can get there. They go to the police station and and it just so happens that Joyce's husband is there and he can't account for his alibi and he says, I have no reason to kill Joyce. She was my meal ticket. If I killed her, the money would stop. Remember that. So... At this point, he's let go. Jessica basically says that she is bound and determined to get her niece off and to prove her, 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 her innocence with or without the help of the detective. She runs into Bambi and Herbert, possibly, and they want to know if Jessica knows anything about the script that would that Nina received or if Joyce had the story Bible which every soap opera had a Bible it's hard to explain soap opera fans know where it basically gives like the history of the complete show um, and they came out with those in the mid 1990s like all my children had the complete family scrapbook from 1970 to 1994 which I think they should release the next chapters in that. Like, do the rest of it. To do the rest of the history. And they did that for All My Children, Days of Our Life, General Hospital, Guiding Life, As the World Turns. All of them had those types of hardcover books. But, unfortunately, the rest of the history has never been documented in a book. Because soap operas aren't as popular as they were then. But anyway, that's kind of what a story, like a story Bible is, I guess. And Jessica says, excuse me, I yawned just a little bit. I didn't sleep very good last night because we have thunderstorms. The weather has been just freaking crazy here in Kentucky, let me tell you. But anyway, um... Jessica says, well, as a matter of fact, I don't know anything about that. And before she walks away, Bambi says, listen, Mrs. Fletcher, we are very fond of Nina, but I'm going to tell you something right now. None of us are sad that Joyce Holleran is dead. So basically that opens the suspect list wide open. So Jessica happens to run into Larry Hollow, Hollow, Joyce's husband. She takes the cab and she says, wow, what a coincidence. I was coming to see you. And he basically admits that he's been having an affair with Bambi and I didn't tell the police. And he decides to have the cab stop and basically tell him. He then tells Jessica that he, in fact, did not kill Joyce because she was his meal ticket. And he had no reason whatsoever to kill her. 
Jessica agrees to meet, like, starts talking to the director and starts meeting, like, wants to meet him later to talk about her niece, and he agrees. She goes to a restaurant where Bambi just so happens to be waiting for for Joyce's ex, like, ex-husband, Larry. And she says, she's very drunk, and she says, me and Larry were warming the sheets three floors below when Joyce got shot. But I guess you know that, because he told you. And Jessica said, okay. She waits for Mr. LaMonica, but he doesn't show up. So she decides to go to the studio. Well, someone at the studio um, starts playing a recording of a bunch of the actors saying that they should kill the director. And when he goes in to see where the, the sound is coming from, someone shoots him in the arm. This is never explained why they do this. I mean, really. So Jessica's very concerned and wonders where this fits in the grand scheme of things. She then real, realizes that the gun was a police special 38, which is the same gun the Avenger uses to kill her in the Our Secret Lives. So she goes to the prop department and they realize that a gun is missing and that it had been recently fired. It all comes together. Nina gets set free. Jessica sets up a big, huge soap opera confrontation. Nina comes in, says that her character escaped in a laundry truck, and Julian, who can't memorize his lines and has to read off a teleprompter, Jessica and Carol feed in the dialogue, and Julian admits that he shot Joyce because he wanted to protect the show and to protect everyone on it. Joyce was ruining it, so he figured the best thing to do would be to kill her. Only what he didn't realize was that the gun that he used had blanks, so he didn't actually kill her. The person who did, in fact, kill her is... Her husband. Um, I don't understand his motivation. The only thing that Jessica puts forth here is that she was on the verge of finding out about his affair, which would have cut off his money, so he killed her instead. But yet, throughout the episode, he says that he wouldn't have killed her because she was his meal ticket. So I don't, I don't get the motivation here. Also... Jessica's whole evidence to tie it together is that he shot a robber with a gun and she pretty much thinks that the bullet from that gun will match it. But then the detective says, well, that bullet would be long gone now, Miss Fletcher. And she says, well, then just lie to him and make sure he confesses now before it's too late. So, like, and also, I forgot to tell you all, the whole murder in the afternoon is a parody of an ad campaign that was used by ABC in the late 1970s all the way to around this episode aired, which was Love in the Afternoon. 
I could have found a clip on YouTube, but I don't want to do, like, copyrighted stuff on here. I don't know if you can do stuff like that, and I don't want to get in trouble. So, I didn't, I didn't look for that, but I'm sure there's, like, promos for it online. So if you want to know what I'm talking about, just search that on YouTube. I'm sure there's a bunch of them. Because soap operas were so popular, like, like, I remember, like, the big thing around this time, I think, in 1985 when all my children was, will Liza find out that Tad is sleeping with her and her mother? I mean, gross, but interesting. And years later, they would still be a couple in the 90s. I mean, that was just so gross. I mean, why would you want to be with someone who who also was with your mother? But anyway, let's go over the, the guest stars here. And I'm sure this is Nina's only appearance. And, and uh, William played our... William Adelton played our murderer, the Ghostbusters actor. He is known for Die Hard as Thornborg, Ghostbusters, Walter Peck, Real Genius, and The Day of the Locust. He's still alive and acting his butt off. Um, he was in something, did some voiceover work for Planet Coaster video game. He was in that weird uh, show, Children's Hospital, Workaholics, Castle, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, Lost, Ghostbusters video game, Monk, Desperate Housewives, Stargate SG-1, Boston Legal, the original Law and Order, Justice League, The Practice, Diagnosis Murder, oh, and he'll appear in two other episodes of Murder, She Wrote in 1997 and 91. We'll eventually get there. Um, but yeah, we'll go over more of his credentials when he's in the the other episodes there. Okay, Herbert was played by Paul Blake. He was one of the many actors that wanted off the show. He died in 2009 at the age of 83. He is known for Naked City. 1960 uh, to 1963, Val, the original Valley of the Dolls, 1967, The Thomas Crown Affair, 1968, and Santa Barbara as C.C. Capwell. So I guess some of them were. His last known credit is Columbo in 1990. Cadney and Lacey, Dynasty, so he was in some soap operas. See, I don't know everything. Hot Shots, I don't know what that is. Hotel, Magnum P.I. This is his only episode of Murder, She Wrote. Santa Barbara as C.C. Capwell, Fantasy Island. T.J. Hooker, Love Boat, Hawaii Five-O, Trapper John, M.D. Um, Starsky and Hutch, Police Story, McMulligan and Wife, Ironside, Policewoman. 
Medical Center, the new Perry Mason, the Wild World of Mystery. So he had a long career appearing in 110 different things. May you rest in peace, Mr. Burke. Todd was played by Nicholas Hamil 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 Hamilton, or Hammond, Hammond, sorry. He's still alive. He is known for the sound of music as Friedrich Vantra. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 2019, Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles, and Slew. Last known credit, Total Control TV series. Never seen it. Dynasty of the Making of a Guilty Pleasure. He played Aaron Spelling. Okay. The Wonderful World of Disney. He was in the Shirley Temple story. He was in 20 Legends of the Sea miniseries, Flipper. Mirror, Mirror. I don't know what that was. Mission Impossible original. Only episode of Murder, She Wrote. He was in Dallas, Cog and Crest. Those are two soap operas. Magnum P.I., The Wonderful World of Disney, The Love Boat, The Amazing Spider-Man, cartoon series. Oh, wait, no. Original series. Harley Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries, Eight is Enough, Hawaii Five-O, Family, Gunsmoke, The Waltons, and on General Hospital briefly around this time in 1985, when he guest started on Murder, She Wrote. He was also in the original Lord of the Flies. Terry Kessler played the director who almost got killed for reasons I don't know. He's still alive. He is known for Weekend at Bernie's as the dead guy. Friday the 13th, The New Blood is Dr. Cruz. Six Pack 1982 with Kenny Rogers and Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman as H.G. Wells. Okay, can't see that. He is very busy right now. Uh, apparently he's in post-production for a new version of the great American action hero. Post-production for Dark Circles, Girls on Tad, and I don't know what that, and Running. He's going to be in a TV series called Running. He was in Roseblood, a Friday the 13th fan film, which he died in, in that, so I don't know why he's playing Dr. Cruz. He was in a movie called Tornado Warning. He guest starred on Will and Grace, Two Guys, A Girl in a Pizza Place, Walker, Texas Ranger, Caroline in the City, Baywatch Nights, uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, as H.G. Wells, like I said, uh, Hourglass, Get Smart, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, The Golden Girls, as Santa Claus, yeah, the guy... That held the hold that holds them hostage. <laughs> um, he started with Carol Burnett and Carol and Company. L.A. Law, 
Hunter. Oh, he will appear in another episode of Murder, She Wrote in 1998. So we'll go over more of his credentials then. Sorry, had some technical difficulties. Uh, okay. Alice Kriegel played the role of Nina, suspected of murder. She is still alive and she is known for Star Trek First Contact, Gretel and Hansel, 2020, which Thor The Dark World, and Sleepwalkers. She played the mom! The weird mom and sleepwalkers. Not a role that I would want to be known for. Oh, she was just recently in the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I did not like. Sorry, but I did not. She's in another Star Trek, Lower Decks. She, so she's still acting, and her birthday um, is on June 28th, so... Happy birthday in advance. The Little Vampire 3D. Walking the Dead. Dirty Sexy Money. The 4400, the original. Law and Order Criminal Intent, Deadwood. Oh, she played Joan Collins in Dynasty of the Making of a Guilty Pleasure. Wow. I don't see it. Uh, The Mystery of Natalie Wood miniseries. Uh, she was in that. Star Trek Voyager. Becker. Uh, yeah, she played the mother in Sleepwalkers. That was a weird movie, like, I'm sorry. This is her only episode of Artie She Wrote, so yeah, we'll never see Nina again. Ellis Island, that was a miniseries. A Tale of Two Cities. I mean, she's a good actress and everything. But just sleepwalking this was weird. Martin was played by Robert Lupin. An actor who wanted to get off the show. He's still alive. He is known for Die Hard 2, 1991, or 1990, sorry, Bullet, 1968, Walker, Texas Ranger, and Ben Casey. His last known credit is October Road, Without a Trace, The District, The Practice, Jag, Judging Amy, Walker, Texas Ranger, The X-Files, Melrose Place, but it doesn't say what he played, L.A. Law, Die Hard 2. Uh, oh, and he will appear in two other episodes of Murder, She Wrote in 1986 and 89. So we'll go over more of his guest starring roles later. Lloyd Nolan. I know that he was in a couple of disaster movies. This was his last appearance. Died in 1985 on September 27th. Um, at the age of 83, may he rest in peace. He is known for Julia, Hannah and her sisters, Airport, and Earthquake. Yep, I recognize him as from Earthquake. He played the doctor in that. 
I don't remember him at airports, but I'm sure he was good in that too. His last known credit is Hannah and her sisters as Evan. It came upon a midnight clear. That's a that's an old uh, Christmas movie. Archie Bunker's place, Remington Steel, um, Harvey Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries, The Waltons, Policewoman, City of Angels, McMullen and Wife, Lincoln, The Magical World of Disney, and The Sky's the Limit, uh, the FBI, Julia was a TV show. The Virginian, The Ben Crosby Show, 77 Sunset Strip, The Dick Powell Theater, The General Electric Theater, Bonanza, The Untouchables, Father Knows Best, Wagon Train, Martin Kane, I don't know what that was, the board television. I mean, he was in a lot of stuff. Had a really awesome career, really good actor, and 161 credits. It's sad that he didn't get to see, you know, this episode air and how much it means to people. Bambi was played by Patricia O'Neill. Not Patricia O'Neill, but Trisha. T-R-I-C-I-A. She is still alive. She is known for Titanic, 1997, Star Trek The Next Generation, Babylon 5, and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Her last known credit is uh, Gamus Clan, The Story of a Lifetime, Jag, Titans, 2000, not, the, not Teen Titans, but something else. Beverly Hills 90210, Babylon 5 in the beginning. And on Titanic, she's credited as woman. That could have been anyone, though. Uh, Diagnosis, Murder, High Tide, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Madlock, Star Trek The Next Generation, A Woman Scoring, The Betty Broderick Story. Oh my god, that was good. Doogie Hauser, MD, Jake and the Fat Man. Wow. Oh, she played Ashley Vickers. In the original, I, I, oh, guys, I'm sorry. She looks so familiar to me, but I couldn't quite place her. I'm so sorry. Um, she will appear in lots more episodes of Murder, She Wrote. Her next one will be in 1987, Trouble of Eden. So, okay, I got to remember that name. I'm sorry. I can't remember everything. She was also on the original Dallas. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Let's see if Mackenzie Phillips is going to be in more episodes. I love Mackenzie Phillips. Such a great girl. Such a great actress who turned her her career around. She is still alive and she is known for American Graffiti, 1973. So weird. One Day at a Time, the original. And more American Graffiti. Her last known credit is the new... One Day at a Time is Pam. And I loved her on that. She was also on Orange is the New Black. Couldn't get into that show. Hot in Cleveland. Did voiceover work for Phineas and Ferb. Criminal Minds. Cold Case. NYPD Blue, 7th Heaven. Without a Trace. ER. The Division. 
So Weird is a TV show. I remember it vaguely. Crossing Jordan, The Outer Limits, Chicago Hope, Walker, Texas Ranger, Carolina in the City, Melrose Place. I remember her on that. Beverly Hills 90210. This is her. Aw. This is her only episode of Murder She Wrote. She could have been in more. She was on Love Boat. She was on the original One Day at a Time from 1975 to 83. Incredible Hawk. Mary Tyler Moore Show. Oh, she was on Guiding Life in 1996 as Rachel Sullivan. Would have loved to have seen that. I love her. Um, Agnes was played by Laverne Turtle. She died a year after this episode aired in 1986 at the age of 78. She is known for Psycho, 1960, as Mrs. Chambers. Ma Baker's Killers, Killer Brood, 1960, Macbeth, 1948, and Walking Tall, Part 2, 1975. Her last known credit is Crazy Like a Fox in 1985, but it doesn't say who she played. This is her only episode of Murder, she wrote. She was also in the movie that came upon a midnight clear. Trapper John M.D., St. Elsewhere, Shooting Stars, Love Boat, Dynasty, The Return of the Beverly Hills Hillbillies, Heart to Heart, Barnaby Jones, Fantasy Island, Dukes of Hazard, Alice, Law and Order, Movie in 1976, Little House on the Prairie, Adam 12, Good Show, Mary Tyler Moore, Mod Squad, Julia, My Three Sons, Petticoat Junction, Beverly Hillbillies, Bonanza, Perry Mason, has various different characters. I Dream of Jeannie, My Favorite Martian, Tammy, Valentine's Day, The Munsters, The Twilight Zone, The Andy Griffith Show. Damn, she had Hazel. She had a fantastic career. You go, girl. May you rest in peace. Miss Turtle, you were good in this episode. Our lieutenant was played by Robert Walden. He looked familiar, but I couldn't quite place him. He's still alive. He is known for Brothers. It was a TV show, I guess. Everything You Always Wanted to Know About Sex Was Afraid to Ask, 1972. All the President's Men, 1976, and Lou Grant. His last known credit is in 2020, surviving in L.A., Happily divorced with uh, Fran Dresser. I remember that now. Law and Order Special Victims Unit. The West Wing. Judging Amy. Pacific Blue. Melrose Place. Uh, Brothers was a show from 1984 to 89. Father Downing Mysteries. Hotel. Perry Mason. The Case of the Lost Love. Madlock, this is his only episode of Murder, she wrote. Lou Grant, Laverne and Shirley, The Love Boat Chips. Police Story, Blue Knight. It must have been, Sarkin Hutch, it must have been the 
What I recognized him from was Happily Divorced, a sitcom briefly on TV Land, which was really funny. But, yeah. Okay. And, like I said, Jessica Walker played our murder victim, Joyce Holleran. She died last year at the age of 80, and she was so good. She was such a good actress. She is known for Arrested Development TV series, Archer TV series, Play Misty for Me, and Grand Prius. 1966. Her last known credit is doing voiceover work for the Archer cartoon series. American Housewife, Harley Quinn, Good Girls, Arrested Development, NCIS, The Odd Couple, which is a sitcom they redid in 2016, uh, The Big Bang Theory, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, Make It or Break It, Saving Grace, Law and Murder Special Victims Unit, 90210, which she was only on the first season of that, which was sad because I loved her. Law and Order Criminal Intent, Touched by an Angel, Jack and Jill TV series, Oh Baby, I don't know, Poltergeist the Legacy, um, Father Knows Best, or Mother Knows Best movie, One Life to Live is Eleanor Armridge from 96 to 97, The Magic School Bus. The original Law and Order, Coach. Ooh, she will appear in the crossover Magnum on Ice, as well as two other episodes of Murder She Wrote in 91 and 94. Cool. She also did some voiceover work for a TV series called Dinosaurs. So we'll go over more of her credentials when we get to those episodes. I can't wait. Such a talented actress. And George Murdoch played Officer Keplin. Who I felt like they wanted to do more with his character, but they didn't. He died in 2012 at the age of 81. He's known for Star Trek, The Final Frontier as God, Breaker Breaker 1970, Orange County 2002, and the X-Files movie 1998. Last known credit is 2013 and a short called Cotter, Cowderwall. Touchwood, CSI, the original CSI, Looney Tunes, Back in Action, I love that movie, The Dead Zone, Judging Amy, Smallville, oh yeah, I recognized him from that, now I know, because I recognized him and I couldn't figure out his Smallville, yeah, the original Law and Order, X-Files, and then the X-Files movie, ER, Days of Our Lives as Judge Walker in 1996, Chicago Hope, General Hospital, uh, Seinfeld, Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman, Batman the Animated Series, love it, Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, Night Court, love it, Original Dynasty, The Law and Harry McGraw, ooh, Great Performances, Small Wonder, Scarecrow and Mrs. King, This is Only Episode of Murder, She Wrote, Knight Rider, The New Mike Hammer, Chips, Barney Miller, Hill Street Blues, TJ Hooker, Trapper John and Dee, The Misadventures of Sir Lobo, Dukes of Hazard, Battlestar Galactica, 
Rockford Files, Lou Grant, The Streets of San Francisco, Little House on the Prairie, The Hardy Boys, Massachusetts Mysteries, Police Story. So basically, awesome resume of television. You go, Mr. Murdoch. Okay. And... Uh... Last but not least, the prop man is played by John Miranda. The one that... He died in 2015 at the age of 88. He is known for Star Trek The Voyage Home, Interspace 1987, Bloodthirsty Butchers 1970, and Mork and Mindy. Last known credit is The Kidnapping, a movie from TV movie from 2007. Doogie Hauser, M.D. St. Elsewhere, Alf, Valerie TV series, Never Too Young, and oh, he played Gus in Murder at the Oasis. I should have known. I should have recognized that name, but I didn't. Knott's Landing, Trapper John M.D., Punky Brewster, Little House on the Prairie, Laverne and Shirley, The Greatest American Hero, Mork and Mindy, Happy Days. Eight is Enough, and Pinocchio in 1968 was his first credit. Alright, so that is our guest stars, everyone. And little by little, I am getting a little better each day with the passing of my father on April 2nd from cancer. It has been a month since he has been gone, and I miss him so much. Um, and my heart and my prayers go out to the people still affected by what's going on in the Ukraine. I pray for peace every night. Alright guys, that's it for now. Have a good day, night, depending on when you listen to this. And again, please do not expect a video podcast out of me because I just started to understand how to do it this way. And I like doing it this way. And I don't have any fancy-smancy video equipment to film myself doing this. So, what you hear is what you get. Um, Happy crime solving, and I'll see you in the next one.